Hey guys, welcome to Self-Evident Podcast number 26. Can never forget the Self-Evident Podcast ah! dance. We do have that trademark, <laughs> Fortnite, looking at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, something like that. Something like that. Something um, like that. Let's get some uh, housekeeping tips out of the way. Don't forget, we're on YouTube, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on Twitter. Instagram, yeah, yeah, we're on self-evident, at self-evident pod underscore on the Twitter now. That's our new Twitter handle, uh, which is good. Guys, we're killing it right now. God's good. Um, we're seeing a lot of cool things happen. Uh, we'll be gone next week. Uh, going to be touring. Actually, I'm going to be going to Missouri doing some um, some convention where we're helping a lot of the homeschoolers, but it's a little bit different than you think. It's actually teaching them more how to use these arguments to build and to go to the colleges and schools themselves to answer questions. That's what they need to do. They, they, if we don't know how to defend our faith, what are we doing? You know, that's really the question. So we're going to be out there next week, uh, which is pretty exciting. Um, dude, we're on podcast 26. That's crazy, man. Like we're over half. Was it 52 weeks in a year? We're at halfway yeah. point. We're at halfway six months, six months, six months of podcasting. That's insane. That's insane. Dude. You remember when we started this? We're like, man, we started pod. <laughs> if you guys go back and look at podcasts once, like, <laughs> How we did it, the video, all of it was like terrible. It was just the back of your head the whole time. That's right. Remember? We did, we did that third person <laughs> shot. Yeah, that, it, it, it's all about me. It still is, right? We'll just have the Massey hour. Shut up. We won't even need him to talk. We'll just put a cardboard cutout of Massey right, for an right, hour. Right, right, whatever. <laughs> whatever. You guys, are, you guys are crazy. It's Jonathan's fault. Sorry, go ahead. No, you good? <laughs> All right. So, Massey, first off, how are you doing, man? I'm I'm uh, I'm about as uh, about as right as rain. How about you? I'm doing well. Um, so this week, you and I had had some discussions about what to do for the topic. We were kind yeah. of back and forth, and, Which, and we were going to do the judicial activism, but we we want to do a little more research before we get into that and really hammer that. Because uh, that's that's a it a is long heavy topic. Ju- judicial you know? judicial tyranny or judicial activism or whatever you want to call it, I believe it's either or. Judicial tyranny, judicial activism, no matter what you call it, that's a tough topic to people who already know what a system is. Yeah. So like when you're born into a system like, hey, abortion is legal. We come in with a system saying no, it was never an amendment. There's nowhere justifying in the Constitution or the Bill of Rights or the Declaration of Independence that says we can kill a baby, no. right? And no matter what you tell me, it's wrong because we're, the government's job is to protect life, right? So if I come in with that viewpoint with people who already think abortion is legal and it's fine and that's what we do, it's going to be a shock in the face. So when we study this whole thing about judicial activism and tyranny, all these things, I want to make sure our points are good. So I'm still studying yeah. that. we got a lot to cover on that topic. And so we'll cover that hopefully hopefully next week. We, the, we, can, we can get that done. The, and one thing I wanted to point out that you were talking about being born into the system, the big thing is case law or using precedent as law. And, and that's something we'll discuss in that episode. But that's everybody's used to, oh, case well, law. what did previous judges rule on this? Therefore, that sets precedent. Which I think... That was, that was not always the system. Yeah. No, exactly. Which, which bothers me, too, because people... When, when President Obama was in office... People were like, oh, the constant, we're violating the constant, constitu- everybody said the constitution, we're violating the constitution. Now that President Trump's in office, we're like, well, no, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. We can't do that. You got to be on the side of right. It doesn't matter if it's Republican or Democrat. And that's really where we want to stay is not 
that we're RD, that we're constitutionally right, morally right. Because I think a lot of the issues that we're discussing now are on the wrong premise. I think we, if we discuss politics for the sake of politics, we're missing it. Yeah. Right? Is it moral to take money from me to force me to give money to things I don't agree with? Yeah. That's a moral issue. That's not a political issue. We've, we've made abortion political, no longer moral. That's why we have such a de- debate about it. You know, we've made uh, uh, taxes a political issue, not a moral issue anymore. Does this make sense? That's why a lot of times when we talk about the topics, it, it almost feels like we're beating a broken record or we're be- yeah. beating the same drum because we're, we're trying to point out, look, all of this points back to the moral side of things as Absolutely. opposed to just the law side of things, which we're going to get into with this topic, the the dangers of just using law to cover over the problems, Yes, which I think is a good segue into what we're going to talk about, um, which this event happened just a couple of days ago. It was the New Zealand mosque shooting. Yeah, yeah. Um, a, a man who some call a white supremacist, which he had white nationalists writing in his manifesto. Others are calling a socialist, which he also had socialist writings, environmental, he was an environmentalist, activism. Yeah. And so the guy was kind of all over the board. But one thing that pushed him to the edge was his hatred for Islam, his hatred for Muslims, the the Muslim invasion idea. And he shot up two mosques, ended up killing, what, 50 people. 50 people. And and one thing that wasn't reported for some reason was it was a gun owner who stopped him. Who chased him him out, yeah. Right? So... The one we're not going to talk about what most people talk about. I think the the issue is it gets over politicized. One of the things the 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 was Australia. The Australian yeah. prime minister did was automatically go to gun control instead of mourning the loss. And we talked probably talked about that for twenty minutes. Yeah. All the loss, the people. But man, that's why we need gun control. Yeah. The- Do you realize a gunman stopped that guy? So and- you, you know what I mean. Like th- that's where I think. Again, like we're not going to talk about media because everybody did that. Media is only covering a biased side yeah. of it. We're not going to talk about uh, uh, gun control and none of that stuff. Well, here's what we're going to talk about. Why can't we talk about this guy in its true setting? He was full of sin and hatred. Bottom line. Here's the problem, Christians. I don't care what you think about Islam because I'm not for it either. As a matter of fact, I think the religion's bogus. That's just my personal opinion, okay? Right? But God is willing that none should perish but that all should come to repentance. Uh, my job isn't to condemn them. They're condemning themselves under God's purview. That's not me. That's God's standard. If you don't like that, take it up with the author. That's not my call. But my job is to still go out there and preach and love them, not to praise what's going on. They shouldn't be talking about this guy saying he's a white nationalist. Some, somehow Trump had something to do with it. Yeah. All these things. Yeah. It's like, dude, he was crazy. He was crazy. It had nothing to do with anybody. He made his own choice. He was in sin. What did you think was going to happen? Any sinner in his right mind will do. So let me let me say this. Nobody blames the porn industry for rape. I've never seen it. When someone rapes somebody, it's in the front paper. Nobody blames the porn industry. Nobody. Oh, that guy, he's bad. He should be this and that. But we blame a president for what this dude did? It was sin, flat out. And we can't keep letting people uh, continue the narrative. The, the only reason, the only reason they have a voice is because we've let them win the narrative. Bottom line is, Democrats today have the, the, the monopoly on the words love and hate. 
when the Christians have Jesus, who is the monopoly on the words love and hate. And we don't reference that enough. And we've talked about this before. Yeah. Th this whole thing is a sin issue. And we're letting them control, right? And so people now, the Republicans are like, oh, man, you know, no, I don't think it was. Was it Trump? Was it? No, it, nothing to do with him. I'm not justifying President Trump at all in his rhetoric or what he's done in the past. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the man has his own decision to make. Look, I don't agree with President Trump's rhetoric sometimes, but it doesn't make me want to go shoot him. There's people out there that love President Trump, but I, I know a lot of them. They ain't going to go shoot people. They're not yeah. going to shoot Muslims. You know what they're doing? They're trying to go preach to the Muslims and win them over. There's, there's a lot of proof. A lot of people talk about how these events are getting more, more rampant, these mass shootings. Now, it really depends on the definition of mass shooting. Mm. But uh, we've, we've got to look at there is no common thread in the grand scheme of these mass shootings. You have there was one that just happened in the Netherlands uh, today. You know, today is what Monday. There was an, a Turkish guy was shooting up a train station. We had the Las Vegas shooter. We had the San Bernardino shooter. We yep. had Elliot Rogers, the the yep. estranged kid in a BMW or something driving around shooting people like. There's no direct correlation between these shooters. And the problem is every time you have an event, everybody's looking for, okay, which side was it that did it? Was it the far-right white nationalist Trump supporter? Or was it the liberal progressive Bernie Sanders supporter shooting up the baseball field? And each time these events happen, we forget there are a whole lot of events that happened in the past that supported everybody else. That's exactly it. So we've got to find the common denominator, which is exactly what you're talking about. It's it's not Political. just the gun. It's not just the policies or the politics. It's the sin. It's the moral. Straight it's, up. It's an ideology that gets perver perverted or extreme enough to where it becomes violent. Any ideology can become exactly. violent, taken extreme enough. Environmentalists have been known to bomb people because they believe it's saving Mother Earth. Now we have this whole movement of everybody should basically kill themselves to save Mother Earth. That drawn that out exists. extreme enough, it does. There's a professor that is now pushing this of, I believe in population control and, and we should start eugenics programs basically it's you first <laughs> exactly and you know what's crazy dude even you know? even groups like trying to normalize pedophilia and stuff 10 years ago we were saying this is going to happen if we continue allow if we continue mm -hmm. uh, to let sin run rampant in america and we were told no no it won't it's you're crazy that'll never happen dude that's what sin does it get, what did you think was going to happen yeah right like us what did i think was going to happen right if i sat back and let Termites eat the wood, per se. The building will fall. Exactly. What What do you think's going to happen? This is the reason all of us in church need to be about the Lord's business and going and making disciples of all nations. That's why we can't just listen. I said this to a guy this morning. Correct me if I'm wrong, okay? Please, please do that. You tell me in Scripture where, where, where it was ministry to go into churches to preach to Christians. 
He said, go into the world to preach the gospel to every creature. Yeah, was there debates in synagogues? Of course, right? But the more the whole point was we're going out into the streets to win the lost. Yeah. Why are we going into churches to try to win over those people? They're already won. You know why there's so much division in church? Because the prophet came into town, the evangelist came into town, the pastor came into town. They want to do all these things. Now people are pointing the finger at each other. We're losing, we're cutting our own feet off. When we should be out there, if everybody was pointing their guns out there, if everybody was pointing their resources out there, if everybody was going out there to go fight against these dumb ideologies, if we were out there winning the loss, I can promise you three quarters of the divisions would fall in the church because we'd be, we'd be focused on the right thing. Let me ask you this. What happens when you sit on the Holy Spirit and on the message? You don't do much with it. You just sit there with it. It dies, right? It, it does. It dies on the vine. It gets old and stale, and then suddenly we don't feel full of it. And so we go back and seek more. Exactly. Now, let me ask you what happens when you go out and you have a great witnessing conversation with a complete non-believer. You grow. Dude. You feel full. You feel renewed. Have Everyone in the room, have you guys ever witnessed to somebody that you didn't know was, you didn't know him? And you witnessed to him and you had a great conversation. Maybe they came to the Lord or maybe they got healed or something like that. Have you ever done that and you're like, man, you leave that conversation like, Lord, I want to do that again. Absolutely. You never regret it because it's like, man, that was God. I don't care if they mocked me or not. That was standing for you. It grow. You're right. Yeah. There's some kind of faith that builds up in you to want to do it more. Yeah. Right. That's the problem. We're going into church to fix the church people. And they got pastors for we're that. We're dying on the vine because exactly. we're, not, we're not using the spirit to be refilled. Exactly. Now, yeah. are, are there churches that need to be t- corrected? Absolutely. What did Jesus say? Go you into all the world. Matter of fact, he said, the, the people will know that you love me by your love that you have for one another. Yeah. How do you correct them? Be the light. Point the candle or light the candle and lead the way. Why are you cursing darkness? It's already condemned. We talked about this earlier. The darkness is already condemned. Those churches will not prosper. And if they do, it's a false, it's a false gospel. But they already know their end. I don't need to point that out. I don't need to point out people by name. What that's not my job. My job is to seek and save that which is lost. Paul already warned us of what happens in churches that preach heresy, right? I don't need to go out and point it out for people. Listen, you tell me the last time that anybody changed by saying that is you're false. You're under false doctrine, false teaching. You need to repent right now. Oh, my you're gosh. Right. You're right. I'm so sorry. Or was it the love <laughs> of Jesus that compelled me because yeah. I knew I put him on the cross, man? My sin separated me between me and him. My nails pierced his hands. I beat him on that cross. I spat in his face when he carried it, right? I'm the one who pierced his side. And watch the water flow. I'm the one who laughed at his mother crying for him. That's what changed me. I did that. Lord, how dare I even say anything about your creation because you created them. All you want me to do is save them. To go out and seek and save them. And let the Holy Spirit do its job. That's the issue with some of these things. And here's the other thing that I'm finding funny about that specific killing. The 50 that died. Which, by the way, if your first reaction was good, I question I question if God is in you. I do. Absolutely. I'm I'm with you because there's 
there's a real danger when we start saying, oh, people should die. Not and let's let's take it back a little bit. This is something that always kind of irks me when people are like, I just can't wait until Jesus comes. No, you should be saying, Lord, please give us more time. There are more souls to save. And that's you're absolutely right. It is very scary when people are like, good, less Muslims. Yep. Those are human beings. Those are souls. Those are people who rejected the gift of Christ. Who is the guy that just died a couple of years ago? Ravi Zacharias's team. The guy that died of cancer, stomach cancer? Yeah. It, Wasn't he was raised? The, the former Muslim, Yeah, wasn't former it? Muslim. Yeah. Dude, this guy was legit. I yes, want to look him was. up real fast. This dude could talk circles on scripture around us. I mean, he destroy was, he was any secular argument, man. Yeah. Died of stomach cancer. That dude changed for the glory of the Lord. Right? And, and it's I'm looking at this going, why are why are some praising, you know, and, and doing that when I'm like, Lord. Had we had the right mindset, you know, like, I, I don't, I don't know if that kind of stuff's ordained by God. Like, I don't, I'm not saying God allows this stuff to happen, but what if someone was supposed to preach to that dude that shot up that place and they didn't obey? What if, what if, I don't know. Okay, I'm just throwing presuppositions. I don't no, know. No, 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 I'm with you because I do believe that we we have free will to make the right choice or make the wrong choice. Yeah. And there's consequence for choices. And when God tells somebody to go and witness, we don't know if that's the last chance or not. Yep. Because the Bible says in James, right, when you, when, you, when you see James, a man is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. You can't blame God. You can't blame Satan. Right? It's yourself. You draw yeah. away of your own lust and you're enticed by it. It's James 1, right? What I'm saying is, on top of that going on, and, and, and everybody reporting on it and all these things, it's like, did we see that uh, 15 villages in Nigeria were shot here at, what was it, a couple days ago? 15 villages were massacred by armed gangs in Nigeria. Everybody's silent about it. You never heard nothing about it, right? Right? Here's another one. A dozen Christian villages in Nigeria wiped out four-day killing spree. A four-day killing spree. Four days. Four days. This was in a moment. Four-day killing spree. Ain't nobody said nothing, right? Here's another one, because I want you guys to know what's going on out there. This is actually, if you guys, Open Door USA, this, they really talk about the persecution of the church. Did you guys know that every month, 255 Christians are killed all over the world? 255. 104 abducted. 180 uh, Christian women are raped, sexually harassed, or forced into marriage. This has nothing to do with Christians. This has everything to do with what's the agenda. Why was gun control pushed and not the hatred and moralities that should be preached to the people? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's nothing to do with Christians, because I don't know how many Jews have been shot up and hated. Dude, was it Ben Shapiro two years ago was considered uh, the top... Yeah, he, he received, received the most... Anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitic threats and... and um yeah, I think just anti-Semitic yeah. threats. Yeah, I can't imagine. Most so that, this Jew is just Christians, like right. Yeah. What about Jewish people, Hindu people, right? What's the agenda? Why this? Why this? Why, why is this being promoted? There was a friend of mine who posted on a story on Instagram and said, you know, uh, the, the five million people exist in Australia, fifty people died. New Zealand, huh? New Zealand. I'm sorry, yeah. fifty people died. 
that's equivalent to our 3,200 people that died on 9-11, yeah, he said. I've, right? And I've he says, it's, 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 it, this is, now it's against Muslims, and it's just rhetoric. It's like, is it really Muslims? Is it Christians, or is it the hatred that they have? Look, man, this is funny because Jesus said, if they hate you, know they hated me. It's not even your witness that they're mad at. It's him yeah. that they're mad at. It's his love that they're mad at. Not us. I got nothing to do with it. Matter of fact, sometimes I feel like I can never represent Christ the right way. How many in this room feel that way sometimes? Absolutely. I can't ever represent him the right way sometimes. I feel like even me saying this right now and getting energized like this, someone's going to say, oh, he sounds condemning. No, I'm not. I'm passionate about it because if we don't continue to preach the gospel, we will continue to see this. Now, this is, my dad always says to me, it's prophesied, son, it's going to happen. Because the love of many will wax cold in the last yeah. days. Absolutely. Has nothing we, to do with because it's it, prophecies, because we won't do our job. It goes back to salt. What is salt used for? I know I've said this before. What is salt used for? Keep salt going. is used not just as a seasoning, but it's used as a preservation technique. That's how they preserve their meat, to keep it from decay. As long as the salt is, we are the salt of the earth, we help keep decay and sin at bay. This we is, help keep the spirit in the earth. Once we lose our saltiness, we're done for. Exactly. This is the issue. Listen to this, Colossians 4, 6. It says, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt. Let me explain that. What is grace, right? It's the empowerment to overcome all of our sin. God gave us the power in Titus 3, Titus 2, Titus 2, 15, talks about that the grace of God teaches me to deny ungodliness, right? So I have this power that teaches me to overcome sin. Let your speech be always with the overcoming power of God. Never condemning, seasoned with salt, that it's palpable, yeah. that people can understand it and receive it and eat of it, that ye may know how to answer uh, how to answer every man, so that you know how to answer every man. Let it be overcoming and palpable, so that you know how to answer everybody. Think about that. Do you have that, or are you the first one quick to condemn? Are you the first one to say, "Well, we just need to pray about it"? Are you the first one to say, "Ah, well, that's just prophecy"? No. How about we got a job to do? Yeah. We need to go out and preach more. We need to send teams out to New Zealand. That's not my calling, but I'm saying, why is it that we don't have that more? You know, and I, I know there's team. Forgive me. That's a broad brush. I'm going to say this this way. I know there's teams already ready to go. We should all be ready to mobilize to do that. I feel my calling is local right now and national, which is why I do what I do, right? We're out here doing our local things and we're getting involved locally here with the abortion clinics and things like that with our young adults group. And we're doing that, Right. My calling isn't to go out right now to, to part, parts of the world. There's plenty of, of missionaries out there, right? But if your answer was, well, it's prophecy, or, well, you know, I can't wait till Jesus comes back, or, well, dang it, those Muslims should have died. That's, that's it, wrong, it, man. And that removes responsibility from the issue. It, it takes Say that again? It takes the responsibility away from you. It removes it. That's exact. You, you don't right. have to be you, you responsible anymore because, oh, well, Jesus is coming, or, well, we just need to pray, or it's prophecy. Well, that then you don't have to do anything. That's right. I believe people yeah. use that because they don't know what to do. Yeah, absolutely. So it's the easy answer of, well, huh? Hope, God, hope Christ comes back. Why is it... My question is this, is why is always... Why is prayer always considered just kind of the last Ooh. throw? Preach, and, and dude. Preach. I'm going to make a cliche, but why is it our Hail Mary pass? I know that's a pun. <laughs> but we, we we always throw it out there as like, oh, well, 
Just got to pray about it, I guess. Well, no, prayer should be the God, first God. thing we do. And then through that prayer, okay, Lord, open up what you want me to do. Open up my heart to what you have for me or what? who you need me to talk exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. You know? No, I, it, you're, you're right. I think so. So one of the politicians basically mocked. I, I don't know. There were several of them that lately mocked, have mocked. Mocked prayer. You yeah, know what I mean? Thoughts and, and prayers. And a lot of people have mocked it, not just pro- politicians. Yeah. But. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm not going to, cause there were several that did and I'm yeah. not going to name them yeah. all or whatever. That's Doesn't not, matter. I'm not going to give people Doesn't more matter. attention that they need, but they mock that. And it's kind of like, a, a, kind of like in a sense, like if your prayers aren't working, what did you expect them to say? You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to call on the Lord, the God that split the Red Sea, man, and believe that, God. My buddy sent me the quote I always use about John Knox. I was when, just thinking of when that When Mary one. Queen of Scots said, I fear his prayers more than all the assembled armies of Europe. That's the God that I want to pray to. Yeah. That's the God that John Wesley said, what one generation tolerates, the next will embrace. Right. That's the God that the same John Wesley, when he was 87 years old, said, give me 100 preachers who fear nothing but sin and love nothing but God. He said, I don't care if they're clergymen or laymen. They alone will shake the gates of hell and bring the kingdom of heaven here on earth. That's the God I want to pray to. The God that when Gideon stood up, when they said to go tear down your father's altars, they did it. That God that came down with the 450 false prophets and burned them up. That God that when uh, Beelzebub, I'm sorry, Beelzebub, when... uh, Jehoshaphat sent the worshipers out there and he destroyed them, right? He destroyed the other army because they, they did it amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. I want to call on that God that Paul reached out to when they were being bust out of prison, man. That same God that Jesus talked about in the book of John when it says that all the miracles couldn't contain the works that, that Christ did, right? That's the God I'm praying to because he has answered my prayers, prayers exceeding abundantly above all I could ask or think. No. Nothing in my life has been lack. And I realize that more and more and more every day. He's put me in front of people who, who have influence. He's put me in people that are flat broke. And dude, you know what? Every time it's been the glory of God. That's the God I pray to. If you don't, and it's a Hail Mary pass, stop. Stop. Your witness is doing nothing. And you know what? You can say I'm condemning. I'm not. It's truth. It's in that term, thoughts and prayers is one more virtue signal. It's Explain that, would you? You know, we talk about virtue signaling, which is basically people putting out, especially online, but using catchphrases or slogans or or sayings or words in order to convey that they have virtue. They have this, this moral uprightness purely because they've spoken the words. So when I say all my thoughts and prayers are with all those in New Zealand, I feel I've done my job because I've let everybody know, hey, my thoughts and prayers are with them. I I care about them. Don't you see that I'm empathetic towards these people? Don't you see that this event has has affected me? When Christ told us to go into the inner room and pray in secret, mm. so that only our Father hears us, right? <laughs> Instead call, of dude. praying on Good the corner call. where everybody can hear us, it's it's really kind of it's not kind of it is that same thing. It is. It's. Are you announcing yourself in order for other people to see how holy and righteous you are and good and upright and virtue and moral? Or 
Are you actually doing the legwork and going into the inner room and speaking with your father about the issue and going, look, Lord, I am here with you because I care about this situation. What next, Lord? Mm. Is your heart really with the Lord or is your heart for man's approval? And people who are making these shots at thoughts and prayers are recognizing that without understanding what they're recognizing. Exactly, They're seeing it. They're going, yeah, keep saying thoughts and prayers and people keep getting shot. So what's their next step? Thoughts and prayers aren't working because everybody's saying it. Nothing's changing. So let's go to law. Yeah, let's go to action. Law and action are going to change the situation where all you stupid Christians that are saying thoughts and prayers are just sitting around saying thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. Now, before everybody starts judging what I just said, I'm obviously saying that as a whole. I know that there's people are going to be like, he's condemning prayer. I am not (laughs) beyond that. I serve a powerful God that can stop this mess in a minute, right? But he's letting us see this. He's letting us recognize where we're at, right? He's letting us recognize our national sins. He's allowing us to see it. You know why I believe that? I believe he's allowing us to see it so we never return to it again. Should it be repented of? There are reasons God exiled the Israelites after such such sin and chaos that they caused. Bro, now, here's what I'll say. God's so merciful to us, he's never let us eat the fruit of our sin. Was I haven't it, I haven't eaten the sin of abortion. Wasn't it um Billy Praise was it, God? Was it Billy Graham who said that if God doesn't punish America for its sins, he'll he have to, to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah? Truth. It, He's also the one that yeah. said Sodom and Gomorrah and America are two different things. You know why? Because at least America has a Bible, basically. Yeah. Sodom and Gomorrah. We didn't. have no excuse. We don't have an excuse. That's where that's where it's so hard because like preaching this message sounds condemning. It's not, right? To me, this prods me to action. Now, not everybody's going to hear this message and say, man, I got that out of this. Some of you will hear it and say, praise God, man, that that motivated me to action. I'm getting convicted by the Spirit of the Lord. Some of you will say, well, that's not hard enough. They should be preaching way harder. Why are they on the love side? You know, like we're going to have different... This message is specifically geared to those who have ears to hear what we're saying, what the Spirit of God is saying through us. We're not going to reach everybody. I recognize that, Okay. And we're not going to be yes-men. We're not just going to agree with the politics of the day. We're not going to agree with what the media says. We're not going to agree with what President Trump says all the time, right? Because we think for ourselves. That is a good thing. We're not lemmings, okay? So not everything that we say is going to be popular. But what we say will be not only truthful, it'll be well-researched. That I know. That I know, right? And even when I throw a Hail Mary, like, I don't know, check me on this, I'm throwing it out there just as my opinion. Uh, you don't have to listen to it. That's fine. And we don't we don't mind being corrected. No. <laughs> you no. know, and it happens. We're going to be wrong once in a while. Thank God. Um, and if you've noticed, we haven't even started into the specifics of the reactions that are happening. We've just been talking about the cause of the issue, which I think that conversation doesn't happen enough because what happens is the discussion immediately becomes gun control, no gun control, laws, no laws, freedom, restriction. Yeah. I want, or or ideological drivers. Yes. We, we never get into the fact that there are people who, and, and I'm not defending them, but there are people who believe that the white race is superior that would never harm a person of another race. And I guarantee there are people, oh, that's not true. 
think about it. Come on. <laughs> there are people who are like, yeah, I think whites have, have just plain performed better than any other race. It doesn't mean they're going to go shoot up a mosque. <laughs> Not. No. It's, it's ideological perversion. It's the extremism. So what perverts ideology, man. you know? It's demonic. Exactly. Thank, I'm glad you said it. It's because demonic. Nobody man. ever wants to say it because we're afraid we're going to get made fun of that there's actual spiritual warfare. There is a on. spiritual battle and a war that is going on for the soul of man today. And if we're blind and we can't see that and we think it's political, that's why we're losing. And if we're that's not why this willing to happening. call it out. Exactly. We need to not only be able to call it out, but to go out there and lay hands on it ourselves yeah. and say, you know what? We need to go reclaim our territory back for the name of the living God. We need to go into Stewart, Florida, Port St. Lucie, all these areas in the communities and start being who we say we are. Right. Yeah. Those that are putting their hands and feet the way Jesus did, because I can promise you, man, if Jesus was a carpenter, I don't know. I don't I really don't know. But if he was a carpenter, do you think he didn't help people build stuff, too? Paul did. Paul was a I mean, tent maker. Think about it. Right. There's stories that you can't tell me Jesus not only healed people, but I'm sure he probably helped people fix a wall or Absolutely. something or helped his dad build a house. Come on. You know, there's we don't know all the things that Jesus did. We don't know. Right? We don't know why he would do what he would do. Listen to me. He wasn't even a chef dude. Boy prepared a meal for 5,000. <laughs> he was a carpenter, but dude made food for a ton of people twice. Yeah. Why? To show the power of God. Well, dude, if he can do it, why can't we? That's what frustrates me about all this. Lord, I need more of you to show them. Yeah. Can you put your love in me first, Lord, so that I can show them? Because it's passion that's in my heart. It's, 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 it's a drive. It's the spirit of God. Like, why would I say this stuff? It's crazy to people. Why stand for this stuff? Dude, you know what? It'd be easier for me to quit ministry, go get a career, and die rich. It would be easier for me to do that. Tell, and tell me how many times you're laying in bed and you're like, man, if I could just not talk about this stuff, not oh, think about this dude. stuff, not not have my heart in this stuff, how much easier your life would be. Totally. How many times I've heard people say, man, you got to lay off that subject. You're going to lose support. I don't care if I lose supporters. I don't care if people aren't with us all the time. You know what? Show me where I'm wrong. Show me where scripture says we're wrong here. Yeah. That's all I got to say. You're telling me that you know this because the Republicans say it or the Democrats say it. Jesus is having none of it. The lamb said it, you know, not yeah. the elephant or the donkey, the, the lamb, Sue Trombino, the lamb says it. <laughs> not, I, I don't care about politics. Yeah. They're, they're leading us to the, can't you see that? Those two sides have led us into this mess because we forsook God. That's the only reason. Listen, read any story in the Old or New Testament. When, they, when nations forsook God, the Bible says the people mourn. What are we doing today? We're mourning because we don't oh, have him. That's good. The land mourns because we don't follow his precepts. Yeah. Because we won't follow his word. That's the only reason we're in I, this position. And, and I think people need to understand that it's not just mourning as in we realize it's we're mourning because of the destruction sin is causing. Dude, and, and half of and us... The only reason I'm clarifying that is because people probably missed that when you said it. Yeah. You know, we're mourning because people are shooting places up 
We're mourning because our children are being trafficked. We're you know why else we're mourning? Because of porn. We're, exactly. We're mourning because Dude. of lying and adultery. And you know what, Dave? You know why we're mourning as a nation? Because we don't know what to do. That's the only. Yeah, that's good. That's so true. We don't. That's that's exactly why. And I know this is this is what you're thinking is that's exactly why we fly off the handle with all of these different opinions opinions and solutions because we don't know the truth man i've said it again before and i'll say it again like hosea 4 6 is right we're destroyed because we lack knowledge not power it's not power that we lack it's knowledge man we don't know what to do right and some of us know what to do and we will not take a step to do the thing we know to do because yeah. we're afraid or we have fear. You serve a God that created the universe, man. Stand up. You can do it. You can do it. You can, you can do this. You can start up. You can travel nationally and speak to people. You can go outside of an abortion clinic and go love on women who are killing their babies. You can go outside that abortion clinic and talk to the workers and try to get them saved. You can go to foster homes and go preach to these kids who don't have a father. You can do it. We're encouraging you that you can do it. You can preach in a public school. You can. Kids, you can bring your Bible to public schools. You can pray in a public school. You know what I was thinking about recently? Actually, this was in church. I was like, why not? Why haven't we started really praying about shutting down um, the Freedom From Religion Foundation? Mm -hmm. Why haven't? Why haven't we as Christians, and not, not anything violent, not anything no. inflammatory, but why haven't we started bringing it to prayer? Because it's groups like this that are telling kids and telling coaches and teachers and principals, no, 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 you, you can't have your faith in this building. You, separation of church and state. First Amendment establishment clause. Which, which makes no sense. Which makes no sense. All it was saying was that the government cannot establish law <laughs> about religion. Doing what, exactly what they're what, saying they're doing. What Exactly. What law is being established by a coach praying with his players? What What's law? being broken? What's being established? What's being broken? Tell me. Exactly. Right? No, Nothing. you're right. Nothing. Nothing. So, and I was thinking about this. I was like, I'm so sick of them twisting law. To attack scripture. Yet we as Christians, so often, we lay down on it because we're like, it's going to cost so much to money. Let's it. let's just take the cross down. To heck with let's, it. let's just take the Ten Commandments down out of our school. Let's not worry about it. Like, there's, okay, you support the Ten Commandments, but you're not going, Lord, where are you on this? I need you or or now. stand against it. Like automatically, well the court said it, it must be right. No, no, just because a court a court cannot defy God, man. Where where did we lose this? When can a court or a supreme court or a judge or a president or a congress and senate defy God? Dude, he wouldn't even let Goliath get away with it. He wouldn't even let Egypt get away with it. And we won't either. I serve that God, man. Listen, every single prophet came up against a king, man. Call me crazy, dude. Moses went up against Pharaoh. That was a king, bro. He stood up against a national 
international superpower. The, the Moses, the most powerful man, at least in that at area that time, of the world, possibly the world. Yes, Joshua. He was in Potiphar's house, became second in command. He was a governor. He sent him into the the political sphere because it's influential, yeah. right? Uh, every prophet, Jeremiah, Isaiah, went to the kings. Samuel sent to the kings. Come on, you got like this isn't a new doctrine. If we don't have a voice there. Is it any wonder they're controlling our life yeah. right now? Think about and, it. And when our voice isn't there, then they start controlling with their laws Bingo. and their restrictions. So you had, right. you had mentioned the prime minister of New Zealand automatically came out with, we're coming out with new sweeping gun control laws in like 10 days. She, she had made this claim, 10 days, 12 days, whatever. We're going to be faster than Australia was. And a lot of people applauded that. Because they're taking action. And I, tons of Americans also said, oh, they're taking action. Finally, somebody sees a problem in a crisis and they take action. You know what? I have a hard time arguing against you time after time after time when we as Christians and we as a nation aren't recognizing the true source. If you don't recognize the true source, I don't blame you for grabbing at straws. That's exactly it. The problem is there's there's no correlation between gun restriction and violence rates. Right. Either either direction. I find it funny through every tragedy, through every tragedy, people lose their rights and government gets bigger. Yeah. Not the people getting set free to handle their own problems. Government always gets bigger. They always restrain the people because you won't be restrained inwardly. This is what Benjamin Franklin said, and I believe Madison echoed the sentiment. He said, if you will not be ruled by a word or the Bible, I believe Benjamin Rush kind of said the same thing, you will be ruled by a bayonet. Yeah. You will be ruled by force. If you're not ruled internally, if you don't have self-government, one of the big governments the founders talked about was self-government because if you can't control yourself and your own passions, can anyone trust you? There's a reason that back in the day we could leave our doors unlocked yeah. because we trusted each other. We had this common moral Ten Commandments grounding. There might have been other religions, but we in this country respected the law of God. Now, every founder, were they all Christian? No. Some of them were deists. You know, some of them had different viewpoints. Some of them weren't Christian. Thomas Paine, to be one of them, um, right? But they all respected, in some sense, the law of God. Because they understood. Exactly. Dude, because... Even Thomas Paine acknowledged, maybe not God, he's a farce thing, but there's something about the laws of nature knowing it's wrong to kill, Yep. right? It's wrong to kill, it's wrong to steal, it's wrong to lie. Where does that come from, right? There's something to that. So, the only, again, the only reason that we're seeing any of this stuff is because it's a moral sin issue, but everything can be boiled down to that. Everything well, from... From wars to laws to... All, it's moral issues. Yeah. All of it. Abortion, murder, everything. Court systems, morally. Moral moral issues. A lot of these kids that are in single-parent homes, like, and, and I know that there's correlation to this. Like, they say that blacks are, are incarcerated at a higher rate than... Of course, that yeah. it's true. No, yeah. not, not... It is true. It is true. Not disagreeing with that. Right? How many of those kids come from single-parent homes? who don't have a, a fatherly structure to teach them or a motherly structure to teach them. The, the father is... The father is the most important factor 
in whether or not the child goes astray. That's proven statistically, correct? Statistically. Why are we trying to fight that by trying to create genders that aren't genders? There's a reason the dad is there, man. And supporting, supporting, promoting, encouraging the single mother narrative. And once again, I'm not saying that I'm not super proud. But we have to to say this crap. We always have to put the asterisk on it because otherwise it gets taken out of context. And I'm not saying that the single mother is an amazing woman. But she is. She is. She's a boss, man. But it doesn't mean that the father isn't vital in that child's upbringing. That's right. Um, as far as the law versus morality thing, I, w- I wanted to kind of paint this picture for you. Sure, and sure. Give you an analogy. So I want you to think about your your sons. When their hearts are disciplined by the Lord and their hearts love the Lord and want to follow his precepts, how often do you have to give them commands and and give them rules of the house? Not if they want to obey them. No, I mean, if they're walking no. in the way, they just, they do. They're good. Yeah, they're they, really they know what good. to do. Yeah, they're really now, good. Now, what happens when they don't know the laws of the Lord, their heart doesn't know the Lord, and they have no respect for a greater rule? That is so good, dude. You have to start making r- rules and laws Every 15 seconds. My power grows. There's weekends. There's weekends. Dude, and I, 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 my middle kid, he's a prime example. Yeah. I took away screen time from him because he did some dumb things. He made some dumb decisions. Yeah. He's not dumb. He just made dumb decisions. I, he's one of the smartest kids I know, but he's just got that attitude like me. Yeah. What? There's a law? Pfft, yeah, whatever. Right? He's got that attitude. And I, yeah, I yeah. praise that about him. I think you need to be crazy. To, to do a business. He yeah. just started his own business, by the way, yesterday. He's vacuuming cars for five bucks a car. He's killing it, man. He got my contract. I was like, five bucks a week. You clean my car every week. And he does. <laughs> He's, yeah. I invested with him. I said, man, what do you need? Side note, right? And and there's. I'm going to get to a point here. No, you're good. The moment I made him active, he quit messing around. Right? The moment I put him to put to... I, I started instilling confidence in him. You can do this. I invested with him. We made this as a, a father-son, mother-son contract. We're investing half of everything with you. You're going to make your own business. You and your brothers can go do it. Wow. Now, once we tapped into his potential and giftings, morals, all that stuff, once we pushed it in him, no more, no more discipline needed. You know what he came up to? He said, Dad, I'm really sorry about yesterday. When can I get screen time back? He never said, Dad, I want screen time again. When can I get screen time back? Buddy, we'll, we'll see you about tomorrow. Okay. He obeyed. Guess what he had today? Screen time. Yeah. Because I believed in him, pushed morals into him, pushed him to his calling and gifting. How many people need that? And how many of these people that are doing these mass shootings, and obviously demonic, right, but didn't have that in their life? Someone to believe in them and push morals into them. Tell them that they're actually worth every morning. I've said this many times. I say this to my boys, man. They're worth it. I said it to Zach the other day. You're too worth it for me not to tell you what I'm telling you. Yeah. How many times have I said that to you? You're worth it, man. That's why sometimes I'm critical and harsh, because you're worth it. I don't want you to sink in a pit, man. Someone needs to believe in you, and I'll do it. You'll do it. I've seen you do it, right? When we disciple other people, tell me there's not the supernatural feeling that goes through them like, someone believes in me, man. Absolutely. How many kids need that today? How many young women need that today? 
confidence to stand on their own two feet and say, no, this is not going to happen. I'm not going to get taken advantage of. I'm going to stand on my own two feet and do what I'm doing. Dude, his girlfriend, prime example, she's four foot what? <laughs> Taking on the world. She works at a middle school where kids are literally three times her size. She stands her own. Little four foot 11. What is she, five foot, four eleven, four twelve? Four foot 11. Nope. All of 90 pounds. She's a boss, man. I'm serious, but like, she's got confidence. She's got Christ every week. I don't think there's a week that goes by that I'm like, man, you're awesome. She gets it at home where her parents are pushing her. She gets it from her boyfriend, pushing her to, you know, this is, we need that again. Yeah. Believing in each other, morals, you know. The church. The church. Absolutely. Think of back to that think, point of my kids. Think of think of what America would be the American church. And a lot of people try and think about where where did it go wrong? What's why why are they so lackadaisical? Blah blah blah. It's a vicious cycle, I think, because we we sit and get comfortable, therefore we lose confidence. Mm. We lose faith in the Lord and a faith in ourselves. So we sit more because we don't feel quite as confident. So then we lose more confidence. Ooh, it's just like somebody who, in general, like they sit on the couch, they're not doing anything. And this is this is what I thought of when you were talking about, you know, your middle son's business. His demeanor changed because you came alongside him and said, "Let's go do this." And it was within him this passion of like, "I want to start a business." And he started to grow confidence. And when he was growing that confidence, he goes, "I don't need." to act out. I've got something I can invest a channel in. into and, and think how much we as a church would change when we start realizing God's not far away from us. He's not against us. He's not rooting against us. He wants to walk alongside us and he wants to encourage us. And he has the confidence in us to do it. You ever notice that the people that God calls a lot of times he has to convince them Mm. Moses, God keeps telling him, look, just go do it. Get him. Uh, but I, I'm weak of speech. I, I stutter. Just shut up and go do it. And notice right? the way that I'm he, with you. Notice the way he prophesied to Moses, even though Moses was freaked out. You shall lead. Yeah. You're going to lead, you know, basically my children. You're going to let the people go, right? Look at Gideon when he said uh, that he goes, I'm the least in my father's house. But it was prophesied to him. Uh, he's a mighty man of valor. Yeah. Even though he was in fear. See what I mean? Like, we can see easily what's wrong with people, but point them to where they need to go, man. Yeah. What you see in them, what God's designed and destined them for. That's yeah, a really weird churchy term, destiny. But it's true, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and we're, not, we're not getting into the cliche realm of, no, you man. can do it. No, bro, we're, like, not at all. When, when you're sitting across from somebody one-on-one, -on -one, you're not just giving them platitudes. You're speaking into their life. What's platitude? Platitude is just like general generalities. <laughs> okay, platitude. you know, like okay. like I'm just Man, dude, I'm, I'm I throwing the these things. At I ain't the sharpest else, bulb yeah. on the tree. <laughs> I ain't the sharpest. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. I ain't the sharpest tool in the tool chest. <laughs> I ain't the. Uh, I ain't the dullest knife in the barn. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't even, I can't even add anything to that. It's just all, like, of I'm us, done. all of us in this room are like, you know, like oh, actually, you and I are lit. Dave's over there, like man. <laughs> they He's just, all like, would, man. Would shit, I got to call it up? Edit tonight, dude. Yeah. I got. I got finished things. I got thing to do. I got. 
I got sick stuff. of these guys just preaching to each other. Preaching about to each other this. every week, yeah. right? Would they just shut Look, up? Look, man, <laughs> I, here's what I know. My voice, I, I feel I feel both of us are mandated. Self-evident yeah. is mandated for this. I believe we have a voice that not only is national, but it's supposed to be local. I think we're supposed to change things locally. Why there's such a passion is because I don't see people with it sometimes. I need to have it. Yeah. I need to have it. I was born with it, and I'm going to use it, right? And it's going to energize people. It's going to get people involved, and and by the grace of God, it's going to change people. You know what I mean? But we also need the people like you who are more calm, demeanored, and tempered, who can shepherd and can do, which I can shepherd, but not like you. We need people who are thinkers, who can teach, yeah. right? Like this cat in the room. We need people who are apostolic and who can grow things, like this dude. If we don't have the body, we're never going to see the stuff grow. You understand that? So... That's why I think some of us are gifted in different things. I was made for this stuff. I was born to preach. Yeah. Bottom and, line, and, you know. And there are people who who just aren't born to preach, and that's okay. And that that's goes okay. Back, that goes back to what you were saying, like go out and pray with people in front of the abortion clinic. Go out and share with your coworker who's been down, and invite them out to dinner, like. Everybody decides it's got to be these huge steps in order to change the no, world, man. but it's all those little steps that end up changing the society, which changes the world. When we start, when we stop looking purely at everything and being yeah. overwhelmed, and we start looking at the little things yep. that we can actually do, that's when we start changing things. And that's, I, I never want people to think, well, I'm not apostolic and I'm not an evangelist, so I'm just going to sit. You no, know, you've got something yeah, that you care about. The unique thing about God is there's no lesser gift in the kingdom. No. There's no lesser gift. I love that. Like, if you have the gift of helps, I need you. <laughs> because my gift of helps and like administration is like at zero. Yeah. <laughs> right? My gift of this and like, you know, uh, the prophetic gift, it's up here, but I've got nothing of administrative. I need that in, in, in my life to help me. My wife has it. She has it, right? Because <laughs> she didn't have it at first, but she's really picked it up. She's done a great job. Um, it was a joke, guys. It's a joke. It was a joke before anyone starts yelling at me. Oh, you're busting, busting his wife's chops. No, it's, I'm kidding. But I also need people to encourage me if I'm down. Just like I encourage them. Yeah. I need people who are comical because I'm I'm quick to drop. I, I laugh at the drop of that. Like if yeah, an ant walks across the table, I'm laughing about it. It's just I just think it's hilarious, right? But I need people too who keep me grounded and keep me sane. Do you realize that? You need people like me in your life mm -hmm. to boost you up to say we can do a podcast. Yeah, you know what? We can. Mike, I really believe in you, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, that keeps your feel going, right? So back to the point, right? I need Dave needs people. And Dave's yep. in our room, and I'm, I praise God. He's one of our praise and worship guys, one of our leaders on, on the team and uh, stuff like that. And, and we've gotten to know each other pretty well. But he needs people in his life to encourage him, to keep him accountable on things just like I do. Yeah. You know, he needs me in his life to help lead and guide him on certain things, right? Because I'm older than he is. But I need him because he's so calm in demeanor. Like, man, I wish I could answer like that. You know what I mean? Like, his walk reproves me. Your walker proof. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah. all are here for each other. If we don't have that, man, we got nothing. Yeah. That's what we're trying to say out of this podcast. We're looking at divisions. It was this side. It was this side. No. No. It's because we lack Christ. We lack Christ. We. Yeah. We. 
one thing I, I do want to say is that doesn't mean that you compromise the message of Christ in order to get along with the world. Yeah. Because I think the other side of it turns into, oh, well, God God wants me to get along with the world. Therefore, if I need to change the message of Christ, I will, so that way I can get along with the world. Now, you keep the message of Christ pure. Yeah. And they either accept it or they reject it. Right. And And so I don't want people to take from that, oh, well, I should... Really get, we all need to hold hands and get along. No, there are going to be people who just are not going to agree with us. Flat out. Flat out. And that's okay. That's okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think no. what happens is if we can't, if we can't at least correct our brother, if we can't, and not even correct, that's even the, uh, a wrong term. If we can't go to our brother in truth, yeah. are we really brothers? If we can't go to our sister in truth, are we really brother and sister? Right? Yeah. If we can't disseminate the word of God amongst each other, are we really Christians? Right? If we can't love one another, are we really Christians? We got to think about that kind of stuff. That's not my standard, man. That's Christ. Boys, you know what I wanted to do tonight? Sit at home, eat a tub of ice cream, watch TV. Amen. That's, <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> my dog, right? right? He's like, amen. Right? I, I want to do that, but it's like, you know, I'm so glad that we're depositing something spiritual into <laughs> the world. Like, we have a chance to change one person. I know, sounds so cliche. And it's kind of been a podcast of sort of cliches, but it's really not to us. You know what I mean? Like, how many people are actually benefiting from this? One guy that came last week said he uses this as part of his devotional, the podcast. That's amazing, man. That's amazing to me. Who would have thought that, dude? Who would have thought? Because we were just two people saying, God's called us to this. What are we going to do? Can't travel anymore, really. I got, I got to do the church thing. Well, let's let's create a podcast. Let's let's keep doing live videos. Let's keep posting about what we know, what we see out there. I don't like current events because people talk about them in the crappiest ways and blame the media for everything. And it's like, um, no, you know, we, we it's it's us. And and our goal has been with the current events to look at them in objectively, a, a objective light in a whole new way, um, because we. It would be very tempting for us to turn... Notice we haven't talked a whole lot about the shooting itself. And it would have been very easy to turn this into an hour-long tirade against gun control measures, against um, the strictures of law and, and losing of freedom. But A, God guided this on us. Like, like I feel that was Holy Spirit led to... Change the direction because we down didn't that talk path. about this. No, we when we were sitting last I wrote night it all down. writing down the notes, it was completely different from like what we, we ended had. Up a, talking we had a train about. of thought. We had no man. Look, the bottom line is every podcast can be broken down as that. Yeah. We need Christ. Feminine, the 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 masculine toxic masculinity, or whatever people want to call it, masculinity, feminism, abortion. Whatever the sin is, whatever is going on in our country, can be boiled down to, is Christ in it? If he's not, is there any reason it's happening? I've heard the saying a hundred times, and I've said it a hundred times. If you know the nature of the beast, why are you shocked by what it does? Yeah. Like, oh, can you believe there's people are now saying it's, it's okay to be transgender in a four... What are you shocked about? This, yeah. Because sin is running wild. 
We need to, we, that's our job now. It's not just to stand against sin, but preach Christ crucified. Make sure that he's known among the earth. Lift him up so he can draw all men to himself. I don't know how many people are supposed to get saved, right? The Bible says, few there be that find the straight gate. Hey, man, not my words, it's his. But a few is a lot. Yeah. To set almost eight trillion people, with seven, I mean, eight billion people? Trillion. Sound like AOC. Um, <laughs> shot. If if shot, all of sorry. them just had five dollars, we could <laughs> yeah. completely change the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's oh, heavens. <laughs> no, wait. That would only be forty trillion dollars, and we need ninety-three trillion dollars. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, sorry. So, <laughs> I, I shouldn't have gone there, but um, yeah. Let's. It's one last point. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a chance to turn things around. Right. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this. We do this because we've got hope in what the gospel does. Right. And when people come against the gospel in different areas, so the whole reason we talk about daily events, we talk about social issues, all of that is because we want to show how Christ is true in that. Because Christ always got specific about his discussions with certain people. You think about the rich young ruler. He mm. got specific about what was going on in that guy's life. Or you talk about the woman at the well. He got specific about what was going on in her life. The Why? Being stoned. Because there's there's something in us that tends to be the overbearing thing that needs to be addressed by Christ. And so in society, we've got these issues that... Christ has to be put back into it in order to save it, to mm. have salvation for that issue. True. So toxic masculinity, we're, if we just gave the gospel every week and shut the computer off, we've given the gospel, but we haven't given the real-world application of the gospel. And I truly believe that everything in life can have the real-world application of the gospel. So you look at toxic masculinity, how does the gospel relate? Well, that goes back to what is Scripture? What did Christ talk about? What was God's design for, for, the, man. for the man, for the woman? And that's, that's why we relate these things, is we're really showing how important and how vital God is to each of these issues, because if you don't have God in them, you get what we're having now. If you don't have Adam and Eve and you don't talk about the roles of the man and the woman and you don't understand the importance that God put behind that, now suddenly you've got, well, there's 72 genders. There's 1,000 genders. We're limitless genders. We can all be anything we want because we don't have the sacredness of what God put forth the and design. why it's so important, the right. design. And the design fits perfectly. We just have to accept that it does. I was going to go crass. Oh, here answer. we go. Right. I mean, think about it, though. It's like, <laughs> good point. Not only is I should have watched my words. Yes. Yeah, it's like, yes. it, it, he, it literally, it literally fits. fits. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, not trying to be crass, but like, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. There's, there's an old proverb that says that, you know, the scientists and the philosophers will spend centuries climbing the mountain and they'll finally get to the, to the top of the mountain of truth and they'll see the theologians have been sitting there the whole time. And it's so true. But the, okay, that and, and that's yeah. at the end of the day what we're dealing with. Yeah. Bottom line is hey, it's 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 not just our morality and politics that need to change. It's it's literally us 
being Christ, and not everybody's going to be a Christian, but they will respect it yeah. if we can uphold to it. That's the whole point here. Again, uh, a lot of what's happening can be summed up in those two things. I didn't really want to go preaching on it, which we did, but we had to because this is our position. Yeah. So anybody that says we're just using the Constitution as a battering ram, no, we're not. It's the gospel to us, right? It's the gospel of Christ in the kingdom of heaven that needs to be preached. Um, I think that that's what's important more and more. Yeah, right? and and there's there's no sure answer. Well, let me rephrase that. Sorry, there's no perfect answer and solution. And the reason I say it now, the gospel is perfect, but it's a fallen world. Right. So we can't, you will never completely rid the world of massacres and shootings. China has mass stabbings. They have people yeah, that run around like with knives. And, knives now or something? Like, uh, the UK, London outlawed knives. They're still going to have problems. Somebody will build so a, cut build a bomb. Uh, you punch it. I don't know. <laughs> I just say, right? I mean, <laughs> but come on. It, but that's, that's what's going to happen when you don't address the issue, which is the morality. When you don't address the morality, you have to keep grasping at straws. We have to ban guns. We have to ban knives. Oh, we better ban cars and vans. We better ban pressure cookers. We, There are limitless tools for people Dude. to kill each other with. Dude, truth. Can't enable a rock. You know, it's funny. Money's always the driving force of politics. In Maryland, Anne Arundel County, they started taxing the rain. If oh, you had too much rainwater right. on your property, and it filled up, they taxed the New rain. New Jersey did that too. Bro, they taxed the rain. They, t they taxed the rain. How can I control the rain? You know what I mean? Like, this is how corrupt it's become. That now we're blaming the object instead of the person. Christianity's kind of done that a little bit sometimes in certain sects. We're blaming the object, not me. It was Satan, not me. Bull. That, you submitted yeah, that, to Satan. That obsession with Satan demons made me do it. No, man. Yeah. That, yeah. Bro, I a. No lie, man. I've heard a sermon when I was growing up. A guy said, demon of coffee, get out of her. Demon of what? Demon of what? What? Like, seriously, I, 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 my dad, I wish he was here. He would, he would totally testify. We, we still laugh about it today. Demon of what? I mean, no. See, the, the, we're doing that. And if we allow that to be taught in churches, it any wonder it's allowed to be taught in the world. Yeah. Let's get real, right? To say all that, to say this, we have a job to do. I hope this podcast blessed. You can wrap it up, but yeah. I hope I hope we've blessed somebody with some kind of truth that can get you back on track to say, you know what? I'm also called to do something. All of us are called to do something. If it's if it's let's just go with the examples in the room. If it's a, being a podcast host, being a part of a ministry. If it's being a part of a ministry. If it's doing worship, working your butt off. If it's growing a business, yeah. whatever, getting involved in politics later on in life, all these things, if that's your calling, do it. Do it with all your heart. 
do it as unto the Lord, not unto men. Don't be swayed by what man can tell you, because, dude, I'm telling you, we've said it before, and we'll keep saying it. If you can be talked into it, you can be talked out of it. If yeah. we don't stop that, right, it'll get worse. But we don't have to let that happen. Imagine, dude, imagine if Stuart, Florida, imagine, flipped its script. Because I believe it can happen. I believe we can get Christian city council members who want the rights of the people restored to them, not in themselves. Because Christian councilmen can get just as bad as a tyrannical government if Absolutely. we allow it to happen. That's what liberals are afraid of. You want Christians so they can get in there and dictate. We're not supposed to no. dictate. We're not supposed to be lords over men, but stewards. Big difference. If we get Christian men and women elected in these positions, they should be the first ones to say, you churches need to go do what we have already passed laws to do. We want to renounce those and give you the freedom to do it. Go. There. Go. We, we want to Synagogues, stop restricting you to do what you need to do. That's right. Synagogues, places of faith and worship, Go. Go do what you're supposed to do. Once you violate the rights of others, that's when we step in mm-hmm. and, and stop that. Yep. That's our job. I believe that that's my job. I, will again, will we get involved in politics? Sure. I think one day mm-hmm. I will. Maybe. You know, maybe maybe I'll run for something. That's the only running I'll be doing. <laughs> but <laughs> and and God will guide us to it. You know, and and that's you know, guys, just to wrap it up. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to just follow what we feel called to do. Yep. And we want you guys to do it as well. We want you guys to follow your calling and Amen. walk out your desires and passions for the Lord, right? Whether it's standing in front of a Planned Parenthood, whether it's giving a phone call to a friend, whether it's starting a new business, it's between you and God. And the thing I would tell you to do is go start praying about it and not throw up the hail Mary, but actually go and pray. Um, sit in so that prayer room, yeah. sit in that prayer room and it's going to take time. Don't just decide five minutes. God didn't answer. I'm done. Yeah. It takes time guys. It, yeah. This cat over here has got a story about it, you know, like asking Lord, what, what should I do? What should I? And he said, he turned on the radio and then, you got an answer. It was Amen. like so the guy said the answer he was looking for. Yeah. I think and and if we can continue to do that, God will speak to you. Absolutely. He's so faithful to dude. Look, I know I sound crazy. You sound crazy saying this stuff, but dude, it's real. It's real. He speaks, man. He when this cat did so worship often. on Tuesday, God's speaking. He's moving, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't care what nobody says. I don't care what nobody says. I don't care what anyone says. I know it's true. I'm trying to learn to get my dialect right and not be boyish, right? Because I want people to respect us too. Not not because I believe we are articulate, but I don't want to be stupid. Um, I just think that we we can do it, and it's not cliche to us, right? I I believe when I pray to him. There's times where I'm like, oh man, that that's that is a toss up. But typically, when it's like, Lord, I pray you shake the gates of hell. I know what I'm praying, man. Yeah. I know and, what I'm praying. And you got to you know? be ready for an answer. Yeah. Sometimes we're just not ready yeah, for the answer. Yeah, we're thrown into it, man. Yeah. We're thrown into it now. But, so, All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. on the us. website. Thank you for paying attention, for giving us feedback. Be sure to go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Look up the speaking events. Um, 
Missouri, right? Yeah, we're going to Missouri, yep. and then we're going to Ohio next. Yep, Missouri and Ohio. I think. Uh, be sure to check out yes. our stuff on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, iTunes, you know, Spotify. Spotify would be easier just to tell you the stuff we're not on. But I hope this blessed you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and I have a great night. Love you guys.